Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Sending the horse away. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are united again. Here we are in the air everywhere as we lay our cards on the table. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and uncommonly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the side, the ringside of the chatter, the Fox Sports Radio studios at a secret location somewhere 
in the Northwoods, and I hope all is well with you as we are back at it again here. Another long night, chopping down the late-night hours, burning the midnight oil, as some uh, some say. So, our, our lead this hour, coming from the silly season, I am going to flog the horse that is the silly season as long as I can. So Russell Wilson, we know he gone. Uh, he's on the move to the Broncos. That happened the other day. Uh, so he's out of there. We'll have more on that because there is some post-mortem on Russ in Seattle. We'll get to that in a future hour. But that has turned the green light on. Green light, go. Go, go, go. As we zoom through the transactions for 2022, another day and another quarterback on the move. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that this is exciting because we're talking about Carson Wentz, and there's very little about Carson Wentz that is exciting. Uh, But he had been on the auctioning block out of Indianapolis, and we have a bidder. We have a winning bidder. Now, if you didn't see this, and, and maybe you actually have a life, and you're not in my position where I... I have a financial interest in following this crap. Uh, So maybe you missed it. So Carson Wentz has been traded for the second consecutive year. He gone. (laughs) Every year we should have Carson Wentz play for a new team. So he was traded from the Indianapolis Colts. He gone. To the Washington Commanders. Yes, that's dopey name. But uh, the Washington Commanders uh, for a second and third-round pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, a third-rounder in the 2023 Draft. That can go up to a second-round pick if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps. So outside of a fender bender, Carson Wentz is going to be the starting quarterback. I don't see a scenario where he's not the starting quarterback in Washington, in the Washington, D.C. area, over Landover, Maryland. Uh, so more likely than not, he's the guy in 2022. Otherwise, why would you have bothered to trade for him? So let us discuss. Carson Wentz goes from Colt to Commander. Has Washington improved the quarterback position tangibly? And uh, and I am uh, I'm shaking my head no. No, 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 no. Uh, I've got Beater, Haley's Comet, and Headgear. And we're going to put all of these things together and confuse you is what we're going to do. So, A, best case scenario, I'll be Benny Brightside. I'll be Benny Brightside for a second. If I am talking to only you, a fan of a team that used to be called the Redskins and then the football team and now Commander, this is, best case scenario, a lateral move. That you still suck at quarterback, but you're not worse at quarterback. And Carson Wentz had a good defense and a stable of good running backs, one in particular, Jonathan Taylor, was really good. And in that Indianapolis offense, he was a decoy. He was a decoy for the Colts. And then when the Colts needed him to step up in a couple of games at the end of the year, he took a ride on the Vomit Comet and couldn't get it done. And it's hard to imagine outside of the occasional good game. Like maybe Carson will come out and thrash the Eagles just to annoy the people in Philadelphia. But outside of that, I don't think it's going to be any different. It's not like they have pixie dust in Washington. I believe there's a big graveyard there where quarterbacks go when they play for the NFL team in Washington. 
And changing laundry, especially this new laundry, which is just like a dopey, generic NFL uniform with no originality, and it doesn't pop. It's just blah. It's just filler is what it is. Now, Dan Snyder, I have no doubt that Dan Snyder, the owner there, had visions of sugar plums, otherwise known as Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, dancing through his head. He shot his shots. One of the shots was an air ball. The other shot was a brick. And so rather than be left empty-handed, rather than scrounge around and get leftovers in free agency, the head honcho of the commanders naturally did what any executive does in life. Yeah, he panicked. Uh, And this move is oozing with desperation. What a debacle with a capital D. Carson Wentz still has value in the NFL, I guess because of what he did in 2017. Spoiler alert! It's not 2017 anymore. It's not. And he has been able to be traded twice now in back-to-back years, belly-to-belly, back-to-back, eye-to-eye, living off past accomplishments. Of course, there's a saying that I believe is true. If you live in the past, you die in the present. The Colts learned that lesson last year. It looks like now the Washington football team is going to have to learn that lesson the harder way uh, this year. And Carson Wentz, what kind of quarterback is he? I'll tell you. Carson Wentz is a, a beater at this point. Now, not an egg beater. He's like, like a beater car. Uh, he's been around for a few years now. He's had a lot of injuries. There's a lot of mileage there. There's some scratches. There's some dents. A little faded color because of the wear and tear, the excessive wear and tear. And you would have thought to buy a car. Normally, the the whole point of buying a car like that, a beater car, is that it depreciates in value. That the depreciation kicks in and you get a good deal. But Carson Wentz is the beater quarterback, but you're paying a premium price. It's inflation, man. Try to buy gas. Try to buy gas right now. Carson Wentz, you know what he is? He's the penny stock that everyone's betting is going to turn out to be the next big thing. But not a long-term investment. You buy penny stocks, you're like, ah, maybe it'll go up a couple of cents, but that's it. It's, that, it's not going to, you know, I'm not going to ride the coattails of this and all the way to the promised land. All right, now part B, from the Colt side of things, takes a couple people to tango here. From the Colt side of things, this is a Haley's Comet situation. It is the rare trade where you get scratcher tickets and you have won the trade. All right. it, it's, it's the white elephant gift that gets repackaged and you get the better gift. Every 75 years, Haley's Comet, 75, 76 years, Haley's Comet uh, is visible to the naked eye. And every 75 years or so, you get a trade like this. Uh, Carson Wentz was a toxic, toxic asset. The Colts dropped the final two games of the season. Uh, and they lost to the Raiders and Jacksonville. They, they fell to 9-8. and eight. And that loss to Jacksonville is why this happened. The worst team in football. Big favorite. Game on the road. Nothing, you know, Jacksonville's nothing to play for. And you're double-digit favorites. And you go out there and you puke all over the field. Carson Wentz. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Woulda made the playoffs. Coulda made the playoffs. Shoulda made the playoffs. Didn't. Didn't. And so you had Frank Reich, the coach, and Chris Ballard, the big mouth GM there, who were both non-committed. We talked about it. We knew right away. We had said it. We said it. 
We yelled it into the microphones. When Frank Reich refused to commit to Carson Wentz, that was a bad sign. Then Chris Ballard refused to commit. These were all dead giveaways. But the biggest of them all was the owner, Jim Ursay, who wanted nothing to do with Carson Wentz. And Ursay would rather go out and buy you know, some old piece of equipment that John Lennon had than, and waste, that, waste his money on that and pay Carson Wentz. And Wentz was going to be fired. He was going to be fired. Uh, he was getting the pink slip. It was an open secret. Now, in sports, they don't really fire players. They use more PC terms like released. But he was going to get fired. Every man, woman, and child that follows football, even a little bit, knows this to be true. The Colts must have thought when, the, when they got that text or that phone call, and uh, hey, uh, it's uh, it's uh, Chris Ballard, Colts GM. Yeah, hey, uh, hey, this is uh, this is Dan Snyder. I would like to trade you multiple picks, third and second round picks, and I want Carson Wentz in return. Can we make that happen? I I will I will put my my uh, my microphone that I'm holding here. Well, I'm actually holding this up in the air, but I would I would bet that in my headphones that the Colts initially thought this was the Babylon B or sports talk Barry that this was satire. That there's no way another NFL team would be that dumb to, to trade for once. Like the Colts are probably thinking, boy, we're the idiots. We traded for this guy. But at least we had the Frank Wright excuse that our coach worked with him in Philadelphia. But what are they going to say in Washington? They don't even have that. All right, last word. So everybody knows one of the cardinal rules of a negotiation is you never bid against yourself. It shows weakness. It shows a lack of commitment. And that's how you lose a lot of a lot of money and a lot of so. You know, it, there's also an expression; it's been used a lot in dating. Why, why pay for the cow when you can have the milk for free? You'd have to ask Dan Snyder about that because apparently uh, he likes to he likes to spend things that he can get for free. Because you could have gotten Carson Wentz again; he was going to get released. So I say, fit Dan Snyder for some new headgear and get him a dunce cap because he he's earned it with this. I know he's done some other things that have earned it, but this is another. Of, you know, another p- on the pile of accomplishments. More evidence that the greater fool theory is alive and well, which is great. If you've ever made a mistake, the greater fool theory can bail you out. Now, if you've never heard of the greater fool theory, it is very simple. It is a concept that in professional sports in particular, because we do sports, that players are traded from one fool to a greater fool until eventually – they can't find another fool, and then in that point, the bottom falls out, trap door opens up, the value plummets. Well, clearly not at that point for Carson Wentz. He was traded from Philadelphia to Indianapolis for a third-round pick and a turned out to be a first-round selection in this upcoming draft, and a year later following a uh, Chernobyl-like meltdown to close the year, Carson Wentz has been repackaged yet again. The white elephant, right? Put, a, put some wrapping paper on it, put it in a nice box, and someone's going to take it. And, you know, is it going to be how many? We, we don't know because it depends how much he plays, but is it going to be a third rounder and a second rounder? You know, how many? What are we looking at here? Essentially, his value has stayed the same because if you say it ends up being a second and a couple of third round picks, maybe even two, depending on how it shakes out, two, first, uh, two second round picks. It's about equal. So his value really hasn't gone down. Uh, essentially his value has stayed the same, despite being a decoy, a stool pigeon. The Colts, they thought, hey, we, can, we know this guy. The Colts coaching staff, they were fully aware. They had intel 
on Carson Wentz, what made the man tick, and they thought they could tinker and fix the glitches. And after one season, after one season in Indiana, he overstayed his welcome. And so now enter the chat, Dan Snyder, the Washington football team, whatever they're called now. And, uh, and they think they're going to tamper with Carson, and they're going to alter his performance. And just like the Colts, a year from now, we'll be like, well, who's going to be quarterback for the uh, Washington Commandos or Commanders, whatever they are? Who's next? All right. Now, as for the Colts, who's next? Because they, they have a blank space on the bingo card at quarterback, and they have locked in their bullseye on Jimmy Garoppolo, which is not a terrible fit. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a terrible fit. He's a middling quarterback who people think is better than he is. And he could play a similar style with the Colts as in San Francisco, where when the Niners were successful, they had a defense that was playing well and a pretty good running game. And Garoppolo was just kind of there. But because he's a quarterback, people think he's better than he is, and Garoppolo would be a a good decoy. He would be pretty good at that. That's what he did in San Francisco. So if he goes to Indianapolis, that would be a case where he has a good, good defense. You got a, a good running back, and you know, got Garoppolo. People think you're, you're going to be better than you are. Now, if I was in charge of the Colts, I would say forget Garoppolo. I want excitement. I want touchdowns. I would take a shot on Jameis Winston. I would. I, w- I would take a shot, and I would, I would play Winston uh, similar to how the Saints did. I would, I would open up a little bit more. The Saints were really – they never took the training wheels off. Uh, Jameis Winston, but I, I would, if I was the the Colts, I would m- be more inclined to go that direction. As uh, you, you, can, you can play the conservative game, but you can also, if you have to, throw the bazooka up and and have a grand time with famous or not so famous Jameis. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You can call that a setback. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are side by side in the air everywhere as we scream the place down coast to coast. Border to border and beyond on the vast and supremely powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the box. What's in the box? It's a soapbox. The Fox Sports Radio studios at a secret location somewhere in the Northwoods. And so our lead this hour comes from the wheel of lawsuits, the wheel of lawsuits involving the NFL. It gets better and better by the day. We are here to monitor everything that goes on, because why not? Uh, Why not? We get the Jerry Jones lawsuit, which we talked about last hour, and now we go back to an old favorite. An old favorite is our daily obligatory NFL lawsuit update. Today, we revisit the civil rights kerfluffle, which was filed with many bells and whistles not that long ago. Brian Flores, former head coach in Miami, is livid, livid over the path his litigation has taken. It has taken a turn and not for the better, and he ain't happy about it. Now, if you didn't see this, and maybe maybe not, the former Dolphin head coach, Brian Flores, lashing out against the NFL trying to, quote, push, push his allegations into secret arbitration proceedings that lack transparency. 
A statement was released by the Manhattan lawyers that have partnered up with Brian Flores. Now, Flores, who has since joined the Steeler coaching staff, still getting an NFL check, filed suit against the NFL and named the three teams in particular as defendants. He believes the league is a bunch of racists, and uh, they are terrible, terrible people in this NFL, but he's, of course, going to continue to work for them. Uh, Flores also questioned whether NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell will allow his case and future race discrimination claims to play out in a transparent and public legal process. Uh, put, essentially, he hung the commissioner out in this latest release and said, it's up to you. It's up to you, Commissioner you can make this good, and you should make it good. And if you don't make it good, you're bad. You're a bad person. So let us discuss the question. Brian Flores, unhappy, unsatisfied with the Dolphins' attempt to resolve the dispute through arbitration. Does he have a point? Okay, so he doesn't have a sharp point. He's got a dull butter knife type of point. That's what he's got. I, I got quicksand, Roger Staubach, and adult nightclub. And we'll put all of these things together and have a nice night on the town is what we're going to do. So, uh, number one. Number one. Brian Flores is realizing right now that his legal maneuvering is on life support. The way that he envisioned in his head this was going to go was a parade in the heroes of you know the the uh, the, the canyon of heroes there in Manhattan. That Brian Flores was going to be celebrated, and this was going to go great. And as we have talked about in previous episodes, there is a gigantic Komodo dragon in the room, and it's looking you right in the eye here, and its tongue is moving, and and it's it's something that the attorneys who took the case on and filed the legal papers for Brian Flores did not do their due diligence. They, did, they kind of rushed into this, didn't do their homework, and now, as a result of that, uh, this is sinking in quicksand. It is. It is. Uh, he is. You know, he's seeing the telltale signs now, Brian Flores, that this is going to head to a private arbiter, uh, that private arbitration is where this is going. And it remains, you know, it remains puzzling to me. It's stunning how many Mama Lukes in the media ran with this story. I guess I shouldn't be surprised by it anymore, but nobody bothered to examine if there's there's actually going to be an actual lawsuit that goes forward here. It's just they filed a lawsuit. Well, you can, you can file a lawsuit against anybody at any time. It doesn't mean that it's going to have merit in, in the legal world, and people ran with it in the media, and they, they were like hoping it was going to be true, and, and this would end the way they wanted it to end. No questions asked. And they swallow the whole thing. And, you know, fact-checking, be damned. Uh, Brian Flores made several blind accusations based on a lot of hearsay. It's not, if you read the actual lawsuit, most people don't. They just read the headlines. There's no smoking gun there. The Bill Belichick text would, would be thrown out in two seconds. They say, okay, well, Belichick doesn't work for the Giants he was reacting to media reports, so Belichick, uh, you know, screwing up a text message—that's not going to win you the lawsuit. Sorry, next. Uh, but none of that mattered. The media wants this to be true. They want Brian Flores to win. They want that to be the the way this goes because it's in line with uh, the agenda. And, and you know, everyone's racist and all that, and the eternal profiteering by the 
the grievous, you know, grievance uh, industry and all that. But uh, you got to have a case. He doesn't have much of a case uh, is, unless there's more that he left out. Maybe Brian Flores left a lot of good stuff out, and he's going to add that, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But if everything is racist, then nothing is racist. That's the point that has been made. Now, secondly, now that he's starting to realize, wait a minute, this is not going, this is not going well. The walls are starting to cave in on this lawsuit. Brian Flores is like, wait a minute. I am going to turn to the Roger Staubach playbook, the man that made a play in football synonymous with desperation, the Hail Mary. It was 1975. The then-Cowboy quarterback Roger Staubach popularized the term Hail Mary. It's a game-winning touchdown, lobbing it up to Drew Pearson, who also ended up in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but that, that's what is going on here with Brian Flores. The way I read the room, uh, he's, he needs the Hail Mary. When he agreed to coach the Dolphins, Brian Flores signed the standard contract that neutered his legal options. He literally agreed to arbitration in the contract. This is a normal clause. It is in most employment contracts. I'm pretty sure it's in the contract that I signed. And, and now his Hail Mary is to use the Wokarati to attack Goodell. Because otherwise, they've sunk his battleship. It's over. He's, he's got nothing. He's got no case. So the, the move here, the Hail Mary, is to strong-arm Roger Goodell. And, hey, listen, Goodell, you can't listen to your lawyers. You've got to waive the arbitration agreement that I signed in the contract, Brian Flores signed, and that he agreed to. And the goal is that the proper algorithms on social media and the, the NFL PR people will start to get a little uncomfortable. And so this is a strategic campaign designed to put pressure on the czar of the NFL. I, good luck. Uh, good luck. The, the NFL has business deals with all of the major old media companies and pretty much all of the new media companies. So he who controls the media... And the images controls the culture. So good luck on that. Now, final point. Uh, Brian Flores, can, what he can do now at this point is take a number from the gripe deli counter. Go over to the gripe deli counter and take a number and just wait your turn. Because this was always headed this direction. Once I, uh, once I became aware of the, the language in the contract, which is standard, uh, and I had that epiphany, I said, okay, uh, this is like the, uh, the adult nightclub brand. Uh, deja vu, uh, right? There's uh, a deja vu situation. Feel like we've already had a similar identical situation in the past, and the exact same thing has happened because it has. It has. In fact, it's also going on right now in, in, in a parallel dimension, which is actually the same dimension we're in. This happens every couple of years. Example A, Chucky. All right, Chucky. John Gruden is going through a similar ordeal. With the NFL. The greatness of the Raiders. And the Raiders. We talked about this in a previous episode of the show. He, you know, it's a, obviously a different lawsuit. Now, he did bring up, Gruden brought up the Brian Flores lawsuit. But the deck is stacked against Gruden as well. It is stacked against anyone from successfully suing the NFL. This is how the NFL has done business for a long time. It is standard practice. And, and there is the just the basic separation agreement that is put in every one of these contracts, 
the cartel of football has insulated and protected themselves from having to pay a premium in court. They are the biggest bully in the schoolyard. And you know, browbeating opponents into the dungeon. Go down to the dungeon. And nobody can match the brute force strength of the legal arm of the NFL. And uh, they got a lot of, lot of money to protect. A lot of money to protect. There's, last year, they estimated the average NFL team. Average NFL team is worth $3.5 billion, with a B. And so when you got that kind of cash, you know, nothing's last forever, and they will find a way eventually to screw it up. But for now, the NFL, they're bulletproof. Uh, and this is certainly nothing they're going to worry about. And Roger Goodell is going to say, well, okay, I get paid $40, $50, 60000000 million a year to be a human punching bag for everyone. So uh, he's going to come out and say, I, I really I, I feel bad for Brian Flores. We're going to do everything we can to make this right. But my lawyers have advised me, the NFL lawyers, the legal team's handling this. It's their matter. It's not my matter. Something along those lines is going to be said. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. It's the price is right. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, Kubaloo. Well, Ben, we know this isn't going to happen anymore, but it was reported that the Washington Commanders were looking at Jameis Winston. So now Jameis Winston, what's he going to do? A lot of people have said, hey, maybe a reunion in Tampa Bay. But uh, about a week ago, Bruce Arians spoke with the media, and he said that while he wouldn't be opposed to uh, having bringing Jameis Winston back, he doesn't think it would be the right thing for Jameis Winston. Well, Ben, what do you think the best spot for Jameis Winston would be? So I got Seattle and Indianapolis for Winston. I got Seattle and Indianapolis. That's it. He can go off to Seattle. No one's going to expect the Seahawks to be any good now that Russell Wilson's gone. They got rid of some other guys there. There's no, no high expectations. And Indianapolis, they got a great running game, good defense. So he can go in there and play a similar role as he did with the Saints. They never really let him uh, go without the training wheels. So I, one of those two. Next! Uh, there are rumors floating around that Bradley Beal will try to make his way to the Philadelphia 76ers this offseason to form a big three with Joel Embiid and James Harden. Ben, how do you think that thruple would work out? Uh, well, Embiid and Harden, we don't know if they're going to work. So you add a third wheel in, and Bradley Beal's been the guy in Washington for the last couple of years. He would have to swallow his pride, and that is always the issue, in you know, the, the ego in professional sports. And uh, in theory, it would work great. In a video game, it would work well. But as Harden, Durant, and Kyrie in, in Brooklyn didn't work, I, I'm skeptical. Next! 
So as the caller just alluded to, along with trading Russell Wilson, the Seahawks also released all-pro linebacker Bobby Wagner coming off yet another all-pro season. Ben, do you think we could see the Seahawks unload some more major pieces like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett as they go into a full rebuild? No! There's not rebuild! Now we want to be like the Lions or the Texans. No! you got to have some good players there. You can't trade everyone. I know the Vultures are going to be out and they're going to try to get Metcalf and uh, you know and Lockett and all these other guys that still have name brand value. But no, you got to you got to keep some of the stars around. How did we do, Coop? You passed this edition. There it is. That is a winner. Put it on the board, Cha-ching. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for time for. Well, hurry, hurry! I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter. Send us your questions on Twitter now. And away we go for the rest of the hour. It is Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. Actual questions sent in by actual listeners like you, and we attempt to answer them. It is not not for the weak of heart. Come one, come all. Under the big top we go. This portion of the Ben Maller Show made possible by our friends at Discover Card. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. And over to the Koopa Loop for the reading of the questions. We'll squeeze them all together. What do we have, Koopa? All right, we're going to start off with a question for you, Ben. All right. uh, the Bread Slinger wants to know, what's the deal with the power couple, Leslie and Jack the Judge? Five minutes a week and their royalty? Please explain their origin on the show. Well, uh, that's a great question. Uh, I will answer that. They've been around a long time, A. They've got longevity on the show. They go back to previous generations of callers. They're witty. They're fun. They're entertaining. And it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality. And Jack the Judge and Leslie have this innate entertainment quality that, that they have become a staple of our show. And the show has changed. The people on the show has changed, uh, you know, whatnot. But they have been consistent. They are the pillars of the Maller militia. Next. All right. I like this one. Right. Uh, this is from uh, Late Night Drug Tester. You are at Disneyland with your wife slash girlfriend and are given a hall pass with one of the Disney princesses. Who do you pick? <laughs> wow, cool. This is this is Disney. You're sullying the <laughs> Disney brand. How dare you? Uh, well, I'm a you know I'm an old school, so uh, you know Snow White. I go back to the uh, Snow White. Yeah. that's your answer. What's wrong with that? You don't like Snow White? What are you going to go with that mermaid? Uh, whatever. That's you know your it's your uh, it's your it's your pick. Your opinion. Well, who who are you picking? I go last, Ben. That's how this works. Oh. All right, uh, Eddie. You want to pick one of the Disney princesses? Uh, sure. How many uh, can you name, Eddie? Can you? Uh, Cinderella. Well, yeah. That's even. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, what else? Uh, there's uh, is, that, is, that your, is that your choice? No, no, oh, okay. no. My my, my uh, choice Rapunzel. would be my choice would be Jasmine. That's a good why choice. Jasmine? That's a good why choice. You? Why? Why did you pick Jasmine? Uh, I I prefer brunettes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Roberto. 
Um, I'll say Pocahontas. Damn it, Roberto. Yeah. Oh, so you you stole Coop's lady. Here. Yeah, baby. Uh, Pocahontas is a good choice. Uh, now, the other one, and, and you already alluded to it, Ben, but obviously it depends on whether she's in like fish mode or, or human with legs <laughs> mode. <laughs> 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 but, but, you know, uh, red, redheads are freaks. They get down. So if, if she's got, you know. Rapunzel. If she's <laughs> Rapunzel too. Got yeah, long but hair. that's going to be a mess. Like, got long hair. Yeah. I don't know if you can do stuff. Nah, it's just going to get tangled up in everything. Oh, and- wow. <laughs> You're really getting into this um, this Disney princess thing here. Something you want to share with her? Uh, you, you go to those uh, furry conventions also? <laughs> you know that? No, that's a, no, that's a whole different. We're not oh, talking okay. about the <laughs> Disney uh, animals. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, whatever gets you, gets you through life. You know, life's tough. Yeah. All but, right. Yeah. Roberto, is there, a, is there a Latina princess? I don't think so. No, no, racist. Yeah, of course racist. there is. Who there is isn't. it? Well, I mean, I don't know if she's a princess, but Esmeralda. What? What's she from? What movie is she from? The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Hmm. I'm gonna guess mm. she's French. Yeah. Do you see every Disney movie, Coop? Like you never miss a Disney movie. I've yeah. seen most of them. Yeah. I've seen none I, of them. I, 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 like, I literally none uh, of them. Yeah. Don't you go to Disneyland all the time? Eddie? Yeah, I do. And so you just have no idea what any of the stuff around you is about? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I'm, okay. there, I'm there for like Marvel and Star Wars. I, the He's other stuff to, I don't eat, care about. Eat $16 popcorn. He's there for that also. Uh, corn dogs. Like the corn oh, dogs. Corn dogs. $100 saber, little, right? Eddie? Little red wagon. I, I, so I, I, go, I Googled it, though, and it says, no, there currently is not an official Latina Disney Outrage. princess yet. Outrage. Well, that's it. Got to cancel Disneyland. All right. Uh, what is next? What do we <laughs> have? What do we got? Uh, next, we have a question from Manic Mike, a group question. It says, if you, if you had to choose, would you rather have all of your teeth and only be able to eat one food forever what? or have no teeth and eat anything you want? Uh, I don't have a lot of variety in my diet, so I, I would enjoy one food forever, uh, whether it's the cheesesteak or the chicken fingers mm. or whatever that might be, the burger. I'd be good with that. Eddie, what about you? I have this weird thing about like losing my teeth. I've never lost a tooth, but I mean, like, you know, obviously when I was a kid, a baby teeth or whatever, but I mean, like, I've never lost a tooth as an adult. But I have yeah. a weird thing about like, I don't know, losing teeth. So okay. I, I would, uh, but I would lose the teeth for the variety. I'm not eating one thing for the rest of my life. Yeah, I got to do with Eddie there. Yeah, you guys my TV whatever I want. Yeah. yeah, check back when you lose your teeth. I, uh, I, I gotta agree with them as well. I mean, yeah. I can always get wrong. I can always I'll get veneers or something. My, uh, exactly. No, no, you're not allowed. You have no teeth. If you have veneers, you've got fake teeth. Well, he didn't it. say you can't have fake teeth. No, that's what he meant. That's what he implied, <laughs> Manic Mike. I know what he meant. Me and Manic Mike are on the same page. We go way back. All right, what is next? What do we have? Uh, Will PG says that it is Mario Day today. Uh, did you play any Mario games as a kid? If so, what was your favorite? Uh, well, I loved Mario Kart. Was the uh, that was the go to at the end? But I played I played pretty much every Mario Mario game when I was a kid. What about you, Eddie? I actually really didn't. I mean, I've I have played the games before, but mostly it's like with my nephews and stuff. I when I was a kid, that was before, a little bit after my time, I guess. Mm, right, uh, I was playing yeah. like Asteroids and Space Invaders. Well, I played that stuff too. Super Roberto, yeah, Mario Brothers on Nintendo, yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, 
I like you, Ben. Played all the Mario games, but yeah. uh, Super Mario Party, I think, was probably the best. Why was it the best? Because you could just play with a bunch of people. It was a lot of fun. To, it was a good party game. That's all you need right there. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.